If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18. You've heard this before. Perhaps you haven't heard it in this fashion. But we need to be about the business, okay? Church triumphant. We'll rise. Hey, we're on the go. We're on the move right now. And we don't need to sit back and say, well, our little old church. I've heard people say, well, our little bitty church. Hey, to me, there's no little bitty church, all right? Jesus died for the church, and that's big. Matthew 16, 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Now, Herod didn't like John. He had his head cut off. Okay? Some say you like John the Baptist. So there's Elias and others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, What I want to know is, Whom say ye that I am? And that old spokesman, that mouth, just like your pastor. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that you are Peter, but upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail, overcome against it. Father, I thank you for the church. Thank you for your son Jesus dying for the church. Thank you that you have placed me in a church. Thank you for this church and all the churches across our land that proclaim the gospel I pray that you bless them today in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What makes a church? You know, you ride across this land, across this country, and all the way from here to uh, Paul Huska, Oklahoma, and back, I mean, we saw many, many, many churches. And what I loved about the churches is I always looked to see if I could see the cross. You know, I'm thinking about a song. I won't sing it, of course. But it says, can you see, can you see the cross from where you stand? Can you see the cross? Meaning, hey, can you, can you worship the Lord Jesus Christ where you're standing? Can you worship the Lord Jesus Christ where you work? Are you allowed in your little subdivision to display a cross? Are you allowed to fly the Christian flag in the little place where you live? Someone said yesterday, time's short. Time's coming. When you'll not be able to display anything in your yard concerning Christianity. Well, I got news for them. As long as I'm alive, I will display until I'm dispatched. You got it? I will display until I'm dispatched. 
But what makes a church? We ride down the road, we, we see all manner of churches, but again, what I look for is a steeple. I look for the cross. But that doesn't make a church. I come inside and I, I see the beautiful pews and carpet and padding and beautiful music and beautiful windows, but that doesn't make the church. When we come in, listen to you, what makes the church is what I'm looking at right now, and that's you. Hey, I am so thankful for you. I, I'm a, I, listen, I will tell the whole association I'm a more, most blessed pastor in this association. And I'm pert near my, now the oldest. <laughs> I ought to have something to say, shouldn't I? I ought to have something to say about the Lord, about his church, and what he's done for it, and how he has blessed me. You know, I, the, most every Sunday, I listen to Dr. Charles Stanley. You may have heard me tell this story before. Dr. Charles Stanley used to teach at Fruitland, where Mac and I went to, uh, went to Bible school. He pastored Fruitland Baptist Church right straight across the street. And the quarter that I entered, the quarter prior to when I entered, he had resigned Fruitland and resigned Fruitland Baptist Church and was called to, to Atlanta First Baptist. Now, I, I have been, the, uh, let's see, October, I believe it was uh, September, this month. I will have been out of Fruitland 40 years. So he's been at First Baptist 40 plus years. Isn't that amazing? One pastor, and he's in his 80s, still going, still proclaiming the, uh, the, the word of God. But what makes a church is this right here. And I, I choir, thank you triumphantly, listen, the church will. He didn't say might, maybe, could, it will rise one day. Uh, you know what I thought about a while ago? Now, this is not true. This is not so, but I thought about this. We're the bride, right? And, and the Lord Jesus, the groom, is gonna come get us one of these days. And we're the bride. But I think about people that he's calling home now one at a time and they, they've already seen Jesus. They've already seen God the Father. And you know what I think about? When I think about the bride and the groom and the wedding, I think about the groomsmen and the bridesmaids. Could possibly be those who are already being done up there, okay? You know they know something. Hey, they know heaven's real. They know Jesus is real. They know God the Father's real, and they've already seen their loved ones that were saved and gone on also. They, they're already with them. Well, what makes a church? You know what I think about the church triumphant. First of all, let the church be the church. Man, I've done had it up to here with all these fly-by-night crowds saying, well, we got this little group meeting over here and this little group meeting here. Why don't the groups confess their sin and forgive one another and come together? The reason so many little pop-up churches are here and there is somebody that can't get along in one, one, one spot. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not jealous of this spot right here. Not in the least. Somebody one day will stand in this spot. Not my place, okay? But if they'll stand in this spot. I'll be out of here. I'll be done somewhere else. But somebody will, will come. 
And when I, when I think about the, the, uh, let the church be the church, Jesus said, upon this rock, he wasn't talking about Peter. I believe with all my heart and he was looking at Peter eyeball to eyeball, but he was pointing to himself and he says, upon this rock, Peter, I, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, shall not come against it, shall not destroy it, shall not hinder it. Listen, the church is you and I who are saved. Hello? And it's time that we stood on the rock of Jesus and on his holy word. Let the church be the church. There's nothing else in the world like the church. I've worked all over the place. But there's nothing like the church. You know, I ride by here when nothing's going on. Parking lot's empty. Nobody's in here. And I look up there at the sign and I'm thinking, you don't deserve this. Kenny Owen. It's been a good long while ago now. Some guy was hunting me and hadn't seen me in years and then somebody told us oh he died he died he said sometime later I was working in Westminster and I passed this church and it says Kenny Owen can't be he died he came one Sunday just to see <laughs> hey he hadn't died my goodness, great big old boy hugged me. I thought, my goodness, put me down, you know. <laughs> hey, but there's nothing like the church, y'all, nothing. You can work all over the place. You can work and be CEOs and WPDs and all that stuff that goes with it, but there's nothing that'll take the place of the church. And when I think about the church, um, there's nothing that can take the place of a church if it is operated the way God wants it to be operated. So what is the manual? Hey, the manual's right here. This is it. The Word of God teaches us how a church ought to function and what a church ought to do. So let the church be the church. What does he want us to do? First of all, he wants us to preach. You know, when I look at the word preach, P-R-E-A-C-H. I guess that's spelled right, isn't it? Preach, okay? What does he want us to do? He wants us to preach. Drop the P and you got reach. Drop the R and you got each, okay? He wants us to preach each and every day like it's our last, witness like it's our last, and share the word of God. I've heard people say, well, I'm not a preacher. Well, if you're saved, you are a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's your place to share Jesus, invite, encourage. So he wants her to preach. He also wants her to, to teach, to set the example of all that's going on. He wants her to sing. Man, alive, thank you, choir. What a choir. You want to be a part of this choir? You don't have to ask Mark. You don't have to ask nobody. Just show up on Wednesday night and he'll put you in your spot where you need to be. And all you got to do is make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I look around this morning, all that singing, and some of you wasn't even opening your mouth except to yawn. I don't know that song. Hey. 
I didn't go to bed early enough. You know? Sing. People say, I can't sing. Well, open your mouth and wiggle your lips. Somebody will think, man, he can sing. Huh. Or she can sing. Maybe you're hearing somebody else, Rusty, but it's okay. Just do it. Sing. Preach and teach and sing. He also wants her to give. I'm going to tell you something. You might have your own opinion about why God is blessing First Baptist, but I got mine. The reason God's blessing First Baptist is because of the mission giving that goes on in this church. And I'm not talking about giving to overseas missionaries. I'm not talking about giving to home missionaries. I'm talking about giving to individuals that are hurting, individuals that need something, buying food for people, taking meals to people. That's missions. And, it, and, and according to the, uh, Matthew 28, 19 and 20, he wants us to start right here and move out. You know, I just love to drop a little pebble in the water and watch the ripples, you know. Didn't take but one pebble, pebble, but look at the ripples. You know, you and I are the pebbles and we need to be making ripples about our church and our, our, our God and what he is doing here at First Baptist, okay? Now, he also wants us to reach out. The Bible says, go ye therefore. Storms are coming. And we need, to, we, do, we need to be sharing the cover of Jesus before the storm hits. So let the church be the church. Secondly, let the people rejoice. That's what the song said. Hey, if you and I do not proclaim the gospel, if we don't worship the Lord, fall down and worship him, the Bible says the rocks will. I don't know who all's doing this. I don't even know who started these little bitty slick rocks and writing little scripture and messages on them, just laying them around different places for somebody to pick up and look at. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, hand, it, hand them somebody. This morning, a, a testimony about the Coens. A man was leaving the hospital and ran up on a couple who was just barely going along. And the man says, sir, can I help you? He said, well, sir, my wife is legally blind. And he said, I'm just getting out of the hospital from a heart attack. And, and he says, uh, we're just trying to make it our way to our car. And he said, well, can I help you? He said, well, I, I would appreciate it. So he, he took the time and they, they helped him. And before we left him, he said, oh, I got something I want to give you. And he gave him a Jesus coin. That started down in uh, somebody helped me where the uh, Farm Expo is, Moultrie, Georgia. That's where I was when I received my first Jesus call. Never had seen one in my life. And this church right now, let me think a minute, two, four, six, eight, we up to somewhere around a thousand uh, that we have purchased and you have spread out. We still have some. Y'all had to help me out there, if it, the, the batch gets low, let me know. We got plenty more. But give these things away, y'all. Hey, it's a good way to witness. And some of you guests, you probably don't have a clue what we're talking about. But hopefully they sell them back. They're in a box. Get one. Give it away. And do it in the name of Jesus. The coin speaks for itself. If you don't know what it looks like, it's got the head of Jesus on one side and the Lord's Supper on the other. And you hand it to him with the head up. Say, hey, I want you to have something. Don't hand it. Reach it. Let them reach and get it. Because that's what it's about. Reach out 
for Jesus. So we, we let, the, let the people rejoice. Jesus said, uh, who am I? Who, who do you say I am? He asked them about what the people are saying, but he said, I want to know what you're saying. So what am I saying? And I ask you, I ask you and you and you and you, what are you saying about Jesus? Well, what are you saying about your church? You know, I think many times people want to just, I've heard them just run the church down. I want to say, hey, stop. Jesus died for that outfit that you're running down. And again, several years ago, there was a church that was trying to get into the association. I won't call its name, but it was a church that had come out of two older churches. Couldn't get along, so a bunch pulled out here, a bunch pulled out there, and they formed a church. They called it a church. Time come for the associational meeting, and that was one of the things that was on the floor, whether to let this crowd into the association or not. I voted no, and I put my name on the ballot. So are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. I'm just a little bold sometimes. And the reason I did vote no is because some of those people, I knew some of them, they hadn't reconciled to one another in the outfits they left, and they certainly hadn't been reconciled to God, or they wouldn't be doing what they were doing. So I voted no. Sometime later, I think they did get in, but that's all right. But I voiced my opinion. One vote. You know, sometimes that's all it takes. I encourage you to vote your convictions. Let the people rejoice. The Bible says rejoice evermore. Well, what do we have to rejoice about? One thing for sure, that we're saved. And we need to let people know, hey, I want you to be saved. I'm saved. God saved my soul. I was not worth it, but he saved my soul. And I want you saved. I'll do anything in this world to get you saved. And I will. But you got to do it. It takes a step of your own. Um, We've settled that question. The question of, am I saved? Have I been saved? You know, you need to settle that question. Uh, People make choices every day. Sometimes they're bad choices. I've made bad choices in my time and have to go back and try to recoup and recover. You know, it's not always easy. It's not always easy. Uh, There's going to be battles. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulations. But Jesus said, hey, I have overcome. And because you are following me, because you are attached to me, you too can be an overcomer. It doesn't matter what's going on. You can be an overcomer. Death, hell, and the grave. Jesus said, I have the keys to all those places, by the way. I got the keys. You know, it's amazing around here. Everything's locked up, and I can understand. Everything's locked up. You go to get in the room, it's locked. Got a key? Nope. Somebody's got a key. Who's got the key? Well, hey, Jesus said, I got the keys. I got the keys and I'll do the unlocking when the time comes to unlock. But what I want you to do is to unlock your heart, unlock your soul and give it to me where I can control your heart, I can control your soul, I can control your life and you'll do all you can for me because you're part of the church. Let the people 
Rejoice. You know something? It bothers me when people quit. Quit. Well, I just, I've been doing it so long. I don't care. I've been doing it a long time too. I'm not going to quit. Listen, I want to tell you, I, I'm, well, maybe, I don't know if this might be an axe to grind. I don't know where it is or not. We had a time getting a, some men to say they'd serve as deacons. And you saw a slate of men that was put before the church. I think maybe every man that had been here, I think got to be here a year, every man's name was on that list. And then when time comes to vote, I mean not vote, but those uh, ballots that were turned in um, as to who to seek after, very few ballots were turned in. I'm going to say it just like it is. Men, if you're going to be a man and you're going to be a Christian, you know, if, if you're considered, you need to really think seriously about it. As far as I'm concerned, next term comes around, we're not going to pass out a slate to, to y'all because it was wasted paper. It was wasted time. The decision will come from the deacons and be placed out before you as a congregation to vote on. But, you know, it's time we manned up around here. It bothers me when I sit down with a nominating committee and say, well, we, we got everybody but, but this and this and this, and, and we announce that we need this and this and this, and, and nobody comes forward. Let the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. How can you rejoice when you, I myself too, are not where you're supposed to be in the Lord? Say, well, I, I, I better wait a little while. Well, hey, if you feel like you need to wait a little while, I respect that. I really do. If you're serious, I really do. But some of these, some of you, you've, you've been on these committees, you've been deacons before, and well, you know, hey, I got the whole congregation to try to keep up with. And you just have a few families and say, oh, I just can't keep up. It depends on who's first in your life. Hello? It's always quiet in here. Well, I'm not mad. I'm blessed to be here. But I just want us to be strong in the Lord. You know, Isaiah, I do really want to meet him when I get to heaven. Isaiah said, I heard a voice. And he said, I was almost, I was positive it was from the Lord. He says, the voice says, who will go for me? Who can I send? And Isaiah was caught up by the Holy Spirit of God, so powerful, so strong. He said, here I am, Lord. Send me, I'll go. And Isaiah took off following the Lord's will. You know, there's nothing better knowing you where God wants you and doing what God wants you to do. So I ask you, every one of you in here, including myself, what hinders you from being what God wants you to be, be a follower of Jesus and be connected with the local church? You know, I see a lot of my friends, I, I mean, I, I'll ask them, I said, well, where are you going to church? Well, sometimes I go over here and sometimes I go over there and, you know, I want to ask them, where are you tithing? 
If you're going over here, you're going over there, well, I'd drop a few dollars in here and a few dollars in there. You know, if a $1 bill could talk, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I've been here before. I come right through here about three weeks ago. They dropped me in the plate. Here I am again. The $20 bill, he's laying back, man, I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm, I'm tucked in the sack, boy. <laughs> I don't have to go nowhere. I'm, I'm tucked back. You ones, boy, you, you're popular. You, they're just giving you away left and right. You know, I think about these waitresses and waiters. <clears throat> I heard it said one time, a man left a track on the table and left a $1 tip. <laughs> that don't speak too good, does it? Hey, if they're doing a good job, pay them. Pay them. Or just don't eat there. That'd be better off. You'd be better off not to eat there than to insult the Lord Jesus by laying a track down or, or putting a dollar bill inside the track. They probably looked at the dollar more than did the track. Let the church be the church. Let the people rejoice. And last of all, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of being here? What is the purpose? Worship. What is the purpose? Giving. Loving. The purpose of the church, listen, is servants who are obedient to the glory of God. Obedience. I learned obedience at home, okay? That's where my obedience started. At home, as a child, and I knew, hey, if I didn't obey my daddy, who was the head of the household, I was headed for trouble. Just mark it down. And if you don't be obedient to the Lord, let me tell you something, you are headed for trouble. Me, if I don't obey the Lord, I am headed for trouble. Because God loves and he wants us to be all he would have us to be. We're to love. Love in spite of the situation. Well, I ain't going to sit on that side because he'll be over there or she'll be over there. And, and uh, tell me, how about texting me if, if they're in Sunday school? Because if they are, they'll be in worship and I ain't coming. Wouldn't it be something, listen to this, feeling the physical side. Wouldn't it be something if God received that text? Let me tell you something, he does. Every text you send, God does it. Everything I look at with my eyes, good, bad, ugly, nasty, he sees it also. He's texted us through his holy word. He said, I want you to love. I want you to love your enemies. He said, you know, so-and-so who's despitefully using you, Who's talking bad about you? I want you to love them. Just go up and love them. Just walk up and hug them. Take them out to eat. Do something in spite of who they might be. Just do it. Well, we're not only to love, but we're to sow. We're to sow words of kindness. We're to show, uh, sow words of encouragement to one another. We are to water. If we've planted the seed, we're to water the seed. And we're to go back and check the seed to see if it has begun to sprout. 
and check it and keep on checking it and help it, keep on watering, keep on talking, keep on encouraging, keep on inviting. You gotta do it, y'all. You can't let up. Statistics show that it takes no less than 25 visits to a lost person to win them to Jesus. Average. That's a lot of visiting. Are you doing it? Am I doing it? Am I doing what he wants me to do? Water, go back, check the seed, encourage, invite. Go by, go see. Go that extra mile. God will give us the increase. In Acts 2, 47 says, and the Lord added daily to the church, not to some outfit, but he added daily to the church such as should be saved. Don't worry about the church. She's going to be here till Jesus comes. And then those who will be left behind will be coming to the church to worship, but there'll be no spirit. Of God. There be no preachers of the gospel that were saved. There be no deacons having any meetings that were saved. There be no Sunday school teachers teaching classes who were saved. All that's going to be gone. The graveyard out here is going to be full of holes of Christians who have come up out of the grave and gone to heaven. That's the way it's going to be. We need to be ready, y'all. That's all I want you to know. The church triumphant is only going to be triumphant by being ready for his return. Telling, going, seeking, loving, and being there for people who need us. Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for this time that you have allowed us to gather together. And God, I am so thankful for this church. I am so thankful for those that sit on these pews Sunday in, Sunday out. Lord, they're here to worship you. They're here because they're committed. They're here because they want to obey your word of God. And I pray that you'd bless them, bless the homes from which they come. And all of our guests, Lord, bless them today. You know what they're seeking. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus, according to your holy will, that they'd find what you'd have them to find. For any that's lost in here this morning, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that they'd come forward and be saved before it's everlasting too late. God, we'll thank you for all you do for us in Jesus' name. Amen.